A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Hi guys, happy new year, happy new season. So this is our first episode of 2018 on the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. And guys, here's to many, many more episodes this year. Hi guys, and here's actually to many more thousands of listens as well. Thank you so much for helping us sign off a fantastic 2017. And we really look forward to your support, shares, listens, comments, feedback, Love. questions. Okay, fine. Uh, in 2018 as well. And uh, quickly getting getting down to business in this episode, we will talk about Formula One wanting video game looking cars in 2021. and their uh, impressive or so called impressive social media numbers we're also going to talk about the hamilton raikkonen social media connection and we tell you why ferrari hired danny kivat i'm sure that's killing all of you guys <laughs> and most crucially our episode title why fernando alonso named his lifestyle brand Kimoa we will get down to answering that very question <laughs> and yes guys please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and Audioboom for your weekly dose of formula 1 humor yes so moving on uh, ross brown wants 2021 racing cars looking like video games and i think that's a step uh, too far in attracting the millennials as we call them and uh, unless he meant that the 2021 cars would look like the 2017 formula 1 video game uh in which case i don't have a problem <laughs> yeah you know honestly i don't think i'm ready to see the video game styled uh, formula 1 cars you know with the closed cockpits and all that you know it just sounds so strange yeah and uh, i'm a bit scared to think of what those cars could look like so let's enjoy the current era of formula 1 maybe this is the last season of formula 1 as we've always known it yeah i mean it's it's scary kunal very scary but you know i i'm sure that over the next few weeks we're going to have all these social media designers coming up with their renders and designs for how the cars <laughs> should and could and will look yeah i have no idea why do they do that because there is all these liveries that come out and guess what they are never being used so <laughs> anyway, let's look forward to what their renders are. Yeah. So anyway, on to some really positive stories. Formula 1 has reported that their 2017 social media numbers have been a massive success. Kudos guys, I'm not surprised and it's been really good actually. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Kunal, I've actually been following and loving the off-season stories too. Like great stuff. That I must admit. The team has been so active and not reactive, which is a crucial term uh when it comes to social media. And uh frankly what I liked the most about Formula 1 social media numbers was the business aspect of it you know where they offered this comparison with other sports leagues because it shows that formula 1 was eventually now finally thinking of social media as adding to the business of the sport 
because uh, when it comes to the share of wallet with the sponsors, let's remember Formula One does go competing with all other top sporting leagues in the world, including the Football World Cup and the Olympics. Yeah, and I think it's also important to remember that Formula One almost started from zero as far as social media goes. So literally any progress is good progress. <laughs> you know, Kunal, it's a bit like McLaren's season from 2017 <laughs> and how any progress they make this year is going to be good news for them. <laughs> um, uh, Formula One has done a cool listing. This is what I really loved and I don't know who thought of it. They've actually done a very cool listing of all its... 68 seasons on imdb.com and I'm sure all our listeners know what imdb.com is and uh, they've meticulously made sure that all season names all driver names uh, are all a part of the uh, of the descriptions like we know how imdb works and uh, they've allowed viewers to actually go and rate seasons and I love how formula one is making sure that every step it takes eventually works towards engaging uh, its fans and the sport. Yeah, I mean, it's really great stuff. Uh, before we proceed, guys, our condolences to the Gurney family. Uh, Formula One and I think, in fact, Motorsport will remember him as, you know, the guy with the great on-track exploits, of course. But more importantly, his podium celebrations. He was the one who made champagne celebrations the standard norm and we thank him for that. Yeah, and that's so cool, right? Like, there's so many things in life, not just in Formula One. We just carry legacy forward, off and from. But we aren't really aware of the source or who started it. And and in this case, it's it's so cool to know that it was Dan Gurney who actually started uh, spraying champagne instead of drinking it first on the podium. You know, Kunal, I'm just wondering if, you know, many decades from now, Max Verstappen is going to be remembered as the guy who brought overtaking back to Formula One or something like that. <laughs> or the guy who won all the Driver of the Day awards, if that's what we remember <laughs> him to be winning. So, Jean Todd has said that Formula One's engine technology is so awesome that the engines should be used in other series of motorsport. Only if they use Mercedes engines, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to go about ruining the world-class Lamar, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know something I never saw coming? Lewis Hamilton went and deleted all his social media posts. I was in shock. And, you know, <laughs> he's just gone and deleted everything all the way through. And, you know, what I observed is that Lewis Hamilton deleted all his content days, literally days after Kimi Raikkonen joined Instagram. I'm just wondering if Raikkonen's arrival made Lewis Hamilton feel all insecure, uh, you know, given Raikkonen's self-rated minus 10 cool <laughs> factor personality. <laughs> It's just can, so strange, you know. You know, I can feel the Raikkonen love in the studio and I can feel, uh, I mean, I can feel my love for Raikkonen's uh, Instagram posts as well. And they're hilarious. And frankly, I love Raikkonen's comments. Like you said, the whole minus 10 coolness quotient. Uh, I liked his comments more than his posts. And it's just so good. And I, I really wish that this continues. You know, I, it's so sad, Kunal. I wish Raikkonen would stay on in Formula One longer than 2018. Only for his super awesome, cool stories, if nothing else. <laughs> but hey, you know, come to think of it, he wouldn't be a bad choice for like social media manager or something for Formula <laughs> One. <laughs> From world champion to social media manager, kind of going with Raikkonen's career trajectory awesome as well. Is. <laughs> <laughs> but I never knew he trained on a two-wheeler. Like, that's so cool, right? I mean, 
I don't think we can speak about Kibi Raikkonen without throwing in the word cool every second <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but, you know, I honestly didn't know he worked out that seriously. I know that all Formula One drivers are really, you know, serious about their fitness. But Kimi Raikkonen just makes everything look so effortless. <laughs> and, you know, he's like those drivers from the 70s and 80s, you know, like... Good looking, not necessarily fit looking, you know, more likely to be seen with a magnum than with, you know, workout equipment. <laughs> okay, I'm stereotyping him. Well, uh, I can uh, feel the love in the studio. Maybe you all can hear it on the podcast as well. Love is in the air, literally, but <laughs> let's move on. Kral, you know, I think I love the posts even more after reading that Raikkonen actually updates his accounts himself and not some pro social media person or company, you know. <laughs> it's so real. Well, uh, love it or hate it, the new Formula 1 logo could come under some serious trademark issues. Yes, this means that there is another company out there that uses a similarly hideous logo as Formula 1 does. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but uh, it's futuristic and all that. And I'm just saying that if we're going to go back to the older circuits in Germany and, you know, the other markets... Maybe we can go back to the old logo too <laughs> and have Felipe Massa back, you know, just for old time's sake. I would actually add uh, older car designs uh, to this topic as well. And <laughs> I think it's time to move out, <laughs> move to a new topic. So we're going to talk about Danny Kivat's appointment as Ferrari's test and development driver. I'm sure it's a great morale booster for him, like. He had nothing going for him, literally, and here he is, Ferrari. Yes, yes. but I really wonder if Sebastian Vettel was consulted before hiring Danny Kivat, or maybe Ferrari wanted to ensure that Kivat does not torpedo Vettel off the track ever in 2018. So the best way to keep Vettel safe was to ha- was to hire Danny Kivat. <laughs> it just makes so much sense. <laughs> yes, but big thanks to... Alianora and Richard for their comments on social media when we put out uh, our tweets on Danny Kivat being hired by Ferrari. Yeah, thanks guys. But you know, Kunal, I doubt that Kivat's appointment would see him actually race the uh, Ferrari. I think he's just going to do simulator work, basically. Lots of it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think he will chase a career in sports cars or other open-wheel uh, racing series. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a comeback would be really heroic for Danny Kivat after everything he's been through. But I really doubt that Ferrari would look at him, of all people, as Kimi Raikkonen's replacement in 2019, you know? Yeah, Maybe one of the other Red Bull racing drivers. True, true. Hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Danny Kivat could actually end up going the Jean-Eric Wern, Esteban Gutierrez or the Giancarlo Fisichella way. Basically fade away into oblivion in the Formula 1 paddock, uh, only to find themselves racing for Ferrari in some random series somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, Imagine this, would Danny Kivat have thought that, oh my God, Ferrari is could probably quit Formula One, so maybe I should not sign this contract? Nah. <laughs> I doubt he really went that way. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so interesting. So it's not just Danny Kivat, but his race engineer will also be joining Ferrari as Kimi Raikkonen's race engineer. Like, it's crazy. Basically, the only Red Bull racing talent that hasn't succumbed to Ferrari's charms yet has been Adrian Newey, hence proved. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you added yet, so I couldn't even go all Max Verstappen on you. <laughs> this brings me to our key topic for this week's episode, uh, the title of our podcast, Why Did Fernando Alonso Name His Lifestyle Brand as Kimoa? And uh, this is my deduction. In my view, I think he's make, he's making the most of Kimi and his favorite word, boah. 
and when he added the two up, that's how he got Kimoa. Wow, Karal. <laughs> Let me just Kimi, wow, Kimoa. Wow, <laughs> it works. <laughs> this is Thanks. this is crazy for Max to you, you genius. <laughs> well, I honestly thought she's going to shoot it down. I hope the the listeners don't too as well. <laughs> Kimoa. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I wonder if Raikunin's already asked him for a royalty fee or something. <laughs> this is too good to be true. <laughs> But I tell you, who else deserves a royalty fee? We. uh only that we deserve it from uh, the wrc or the world rally championships so for starters yes they are still around the wrc is still around i know in the recent past the wec has become more popular or the world endurance championship has become more popular but guess what uh, wrc launched all their 2018 racing cars well frankly there are only a few of them but uh, they launched all their cars under one roof and we've been suggesting this idea to formula 1 all along yeah we actually have for so long and 22nd february that's the first date out so ferrari will launch their 2018 racing car and i wonder if it will look more and more similar to the red bull car <laughs> <laughs> my god <laughs> You know, uh, so Mercedes have publicly claimed that they will explore a high rake design concept in 2018. So basically, maybe we will have six similar-looking Red Bull racing cars, just in different okay. liveries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kunal, this is like give everyone a Red Bull racing car with a Mercedes engine and hey. a Max Verstappen at the wheel. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, finally, on to the McLaren Honda section. Okay, I meant the Honda section. Uh, the Japanese manufacturer has said that in case their 2018 engine uh, fails, they have the 2017 version to fall back on. I think, Kunal, in this case, they literally mean you know fall back on. Though I'm not sure how much further on the grid they can fall back. <laughs> yeah, this would be like fail back on twice over. <laughs> Yeah, and hey, by the way, congratulations to the Romain Grosjean family. So they welcomed a baby on the last day of 2017, and you know that's very Papa Grosjean like, just managing to get into Q2 in the last few, you know, seconds of Q1 <laughs> in the nick of time. <laughs> well, this uh, this triggers me to talk of Haas's faux pas. on american drivers so it was a foot in the mouth uh, it was a foot in the mouth moment a big foot in a small mouth moment if you ask me um uh, i remember uh, vijay malia said something similar about indian drivers uh, but to do the same with american drivers is pure foolishness uh, let's remember there's a parallel motorsport world out there in the americas and uh, the drivers all united in their response to hass's silly statement and literally gave it all back yeah I mean it was really surprising but what can we say Yeah there's Scott Dixon there are so many drivers and I just named one of them the IndyCar drivers if we put them in a Formula 1 car it would be a dream come true for motorsport fans world over and let's remember we just did the opposite last year when we put an uh, when we put Fernando Alonso in an IndyCar out there Yeah so there's really a lot of talent uh, Haas should definitely give their drivers a shot Awesome. So finally, so guys, we're going to bring a close to our first episode of 2018. First of a possible 45 or 50 episodes in the new year. Or rather in <laughs> Kunal, the year. Kunal, I thought you'd be gunning for like 
200 or something this is very <laughs> low estimate anyway here's wondering what the new tv experience formula 1 is talking about is going to be like and guys since y'all are in this whole guessing mode already y'all can also expect some awesome surprises coming from us on the inside line formula 1 podcast we have something really great in store for you this year so stay tuned stay tuned and thank you so much for tuning into this episode we will definitely see you next week Until then enjoy the off season and keep laughing. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.